Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time, brought to you by FreemanHyundai.com. It's a new week, and as such, I will talk more about the new right of the week in a few moments. Check out FreemanHyundai.com. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez. Welcome to Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. For a lot more Cowboys content, make sure that you check out ADCSports.com slash Dallas. But tonight, we will talk about the weekend reports about Amari Cooper being unlikely to return. We will talk about DeMarcus Lawrence being asked to take a pay cut by the Dallas Cowboys and him obviously refusing to do so. We will talk about that as well. And what the end game is for the Cowboys. Where are these decisions coming from? But first, let's kick this off with a question. What is one word to describe the recent reports on Cooper or, or Lawrence? Let me know your thoughts. What is one word to describe the recent reports on Cooper and Lawrence? Thank you guys for being here, by the way. Hit the like button, share the show, and thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, you give me your words, and I have a good one. I have a good one. Uh, while you give me your answers, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. The ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe that you can get over there at FreemanHyundai.com. 25-28 miles per gallon. It's got Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, the backup camera that a lot of people enjoy, the touchscreen monitor, and it starts at $31,933. So you can check that out on FreemanHyundai.com. The ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe. So let's see some of your questions. Dennis goes with necessary. Oh, we're starting off with a, with a hot take, maybe. Dre Dre says business with laughing emojis. Ludicrous says Michael. Uh, J-Rod says foolish and stupid. Uh, business as well for primetime fail. Smooth says Lumen. Incompetent says burner account. Uh, disappointing says Adam. A lot of good answers here in the chat. Mine is, and I will take one out of Kramer's lawyer in Seinfeld. I don't know if we have Seinfeld fans here, but I will go with preposterous. I, I think that it's tough to understand where all of these are coming from. So we knew about the Cowboys trying to find a way to open up cap space and looking into just about any player as a potential cap casualty for the Cowboys to get some cap relief because of salary cap concerns. But let's let's talk about what those those concerns look like because I don't think that this is about the Cowboys trying to bring back Jaron Kears. Even Michael Gallup, even the bigger names, I don't know. I don't think that it's all about re-signing free agents to be in 2022. So I don't think it's about bringing back Jaron Kears. Definitely not about bringing back Durant Armstrong, Michael Gallup, while letting go a couple of your best players on the roster. Because make no mistake about it, and I know, and and we'll get dive deeper into the Lawrence conversation because I know that there is more of a split in Cowboys Nation with him than with Cooper because a lot of Cowboys fans are not big into DeMarcus Lawrence, which I think is a mistake. I think that he's still one of the elite defenders in football, but we'll get deeper into that. 
But what do those concerns salary cap wise look like for the Cowboys? Is it about 2022? I don't think so. I think it's more about getting ready for 2023, 2024, 2025. But I still don't like it because it feels like there are a lot of other paths that the Cowboys could take. Think about the LA Rams that are in a similar spot than the Cowboys. Of course, they've got a Super Bowl ring, so they don't feel that pressure now. They, they, they got the job done. They have their Super Bowl ring. But think about the Rams. They are also more or less $20 million over the salary cap. More or less. They're in a similar spot financially than the Cowboys. They have a top-paid quarterback in the NFL. Not one of the top five, but in his moment, Matthew Stafford, of course, also became one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. So they have a quarterback that's not on a rookie deal, which is more or less what I mean here. And yet, the reports coming out of L.A. are about them re-signing Von Miller, re-signing OVJ, and potentially extending Aaron Donald. Not that these moves have happened, but it's what the Rams are trying to get done. While the Cowboys are getting rid of their best players, Amari Cooper and, and uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Difficult to understand. Sam Rose says, this subject makes me mad, sad, excuse me. We are getting worse. And it feels like that is the case. The Cowboys are purposely letting go of some top-tier players on the roster. Michael Gallup is not going to be better than Amari Cooper, and I feel like there is no disagreement in that across Cowboys Nation. I don't think someone disagrees with that take. I don't think anyone would say that the Cowboys are better off without Demarcus Lawrence, even though there's some hate going around with Vila, which I've never understood. I think that the hate with Dila, to be honest, it's about the 2017 season being an insane one for his sack numbers and then him not being able to keep those up, which was more or less expected after a 17-and-a-half sack season in 2017. But he's still an elite run defender. He still gets pressures in. He's still a player that will draw a lot of double teams when rushing the passer. And I think that the the Marcus Lawrence hate has more to do with his number of sacks, which is not the best way to measure the pass rush, even though it's the most conventional one, right? It's like passing yards. People have been going with passing yards for a long time. And little by little, the QB stats are steering away from it because they, a lot of times, do not reflect the reality of the quarterback's performance, right? Burner account says, Mo, notice how the Dallas brass makes these players look selfish and how the Jones are on our side. The culture here is toxic and winning isn't the, the top goal. And I will talk about that as well because I, I've seen some social media discussions going around about what do the Cowboys want? What is their end game? Do they want to win? What is what the Cowboys are looking for? Why are we talking about these players, you know, being off the roster. And I think that it's about those long-term concerns in the salary cap. So think about maybe the 2023 season is not going to be a season in which the Cowboys have, have a lot of pending free agents. I'm looking at the list right now. And in 2023, you have to re-sign Anthony Brown, 
Terrell Vasham, uh, Greg Starline, who I know is not a priority, uh, CJ Goodwin, Tristan Hill. So not a lot of big names, as you can see. Probably the biggest name is Anthony Brown and maybe Tony Pollard for the 2023 free agency period. One year later, 2024, is where things start getting intense. You've got the Marcus Lawrence with his contract expiring, uh, Blake Darwin's contract, Tyron Smith, Jordan Lewis, of course, CeeDee Lamb, who would have to, probably the Cowboys would pick up his fifth-year option, uh, Trevon Diggs, Gallimore, so some big names in 2024. Now, 2025, and that's just looking way beyond the current date for the Cowboys, and you've got even bigger names with Dak, Cooper, Martin, Collins, so Micah, Micah even in 2025, but you got to think that maybe the Cowboys' endgame is just about having cap space in the future to always remain competitive instead of going all in, as many people would like to. And we had a couple of weeks ago a show in which we simulated what an all-in approach would look like for the Cowboys, sort of a similar path than that of the Rams. But the Cowboys maybe do not want that. Maybe they want to manage the salary cap to always be on a comfortable situation, even in the future, instead of trying to figure out, you know what, this might be one of our best teams in recent memory, talking about the roster specifically, let's go all in, or or not even all in, but aggressively enough, approaching the offseason aggressively enough to get better and not worse. Because salary cap concerns or not, let's put the salary cap conversation aside for a moment. Let's not talk about the impact in, in the salary cap. Are the Cowboys getting better? They're not. From a talent standpoint, the Cowboys are objectively and undeniably getting worse if they get rid of Amari Cooper and or the Marcus Lawrence. That is a fact. It's not like the Cowboys are going to be better off without these two players. We know that, and I don't think even those who are concerned about Lawrence's future or Cooper's future or health concerns for each and and both of them, I don't think that even those fans who have that opinion of these players would say, oh, we're better off without them because the Cowboys are getting worse. Now, are the salary cap benefits enough to justify getting worse? Are there other alternatives? I think that they are. I think that we've, we've been talking about the Cowboys going heavy with the restructures and how if you restructure uh, D-Law, Cooper, Dak Prescott, Sack Martin, not even bringing in Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott to the conversation, the Cowboys could open up more than about $40 million in cap space. We've talked about them simulating the, the situation in overthecap.com and getting to $30 million in salary cap space for 2022 without releasing any of these players. So I definitely don't think that it's about 2022. I think it's about beyond that. It's not about bringing back the current free agents that the Cowboys have. But I still don't believe that this is a way to go about things. I know that Joey Ikes... Connor Leapsay and uh, Jeff Cavanaugh were going at it on this topic on social media earlier today. And I was bringing up in that Twitter thread the Rams example. The, thing, the, the fact that 
We were looking at the Rams putting on a salary cap clinic for four years now. And while the Cowboys are talking about getting rid of their best two players, the Rams are talking about bringing back some of their free agents like OBJ and Von Miller, even at $20 million over the cap space. Primetime Phil says, I say stock, you can always restructure to make money, but then you're just pushing the can down the road. But it's about balance. Maybe it's not about restructuring all of the contracts, but you're also pushing the can down the road if you're not getting better on your team. Just that the cap, the can that you're kicking is not necessarily the salary cap can, is the success can. And the Cowboys are not getting better at all with these moves. They're getting worse. They should have gotten rid of these guys before, says Eddie, which I would disagree with. They also shouldn't be holding on to Schultz, who is a horrible broker, says Eddie. Now, talking about doing things beforehand, then that's another conversation as well. The fact that the Cowboys are always one step behind when it comes to the salary cap management and the team building process. They're always one step behind. Think about Michael Gallup. All right, the Cowboys are unlikely to bring back Amari Cooper in 2022. We know that. They're likely to release him. That was Adam Schefter's report on Friday. And then moments later, another report came out on the Cowboys being, quote, close, unquote, to a deal with Michael Gallup, which would keep him in Dallas for multiple years. That report came out. And then we were, like, thinking out loud, If the Cowboys were planning to keep Michael Gallup and let go of Amari Cooper, why didn't you sign Michael Gallup beforehand when he did not have that free agency leverage, when he didn't necessarily know the Cowboys were going to move on from Amari Cooper? Why didn't you plan ahead and think about things the long term? But the thing is that it seems like this front office is constantly reacting instead of being proactive. They let Amari Cooper hit free agency. They pushed the Dak Prescott negotiations until there was no alternative. They didn't sign him beforehand when they had not played him under the, the franchise tag. Demarcus Lawrence played a season under the franchise tag. So we constantly are seeing examples of these Cowboys front office reacting and not being proactive. And it, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. Uh, there are ways to open up cap space that the Cowboys could explore other than letting Tank or Amari Cooper go, which is frustrating. Anyways, the, the Marcus Lawrence conversation, it's not that there is a report out there on him being released soon. It's not about that. But a report came out that the Cowboys offered him to take a pay cut, and he refused. And now we're going to have to sit and wait to see if the Cowboys are indeed going to release him or perhaps trade him. Or maybe the Cowboys say, all right, we tried it. He's not taking a pay cut. Let's stick with him. Does anyone here in the chat has faith at all that Demarcus Lawrence is going to remain in Dallas for another season? The question is, will DeMarcus Lawrence be a Cowboy in 2022? Yes or no? Uh, Gregory says, Mo, who do you think Dallas will trade Cooper for? 
I'm not even sure that he, that the Cowboys get a trade offer. I know that a lot of teams put the word out that they're going to release a player to see if someone offers them a day trip pick to get, you know, the priority on the, on the player. I know people have been talking about the Chiefs, and I would love to see Amari Cooper in the Chiefs if it's not with the Cowboys, but I'm not even sure that they're going to get a trade offer. And if they do, it's going to be a weak offer, probably, because the Cowboys have tipped their hand that they're going to release him otherwise, right? Uh, there's always the, you know, there's always the hope that the Cowboys are just using these statements or these leaks on the media to find or to arrive to better terms. But I would, I would be surprised about it. Now, the overwhelming majority says that no, Amari Cooper will not be a Cowboy in 2022. Jason Titt says he will. So Jason holding out hope for the rest of us because that's the only answer right now that I can see that he say yes. Nope, he's gone. Sugar Daddy goes with no. Primetime goes with no. Uh, Kenneth Fraser, no. Calvin goes with no. Chalk says this BS organization doesn't care about winning. They care about selling jerseys and tickets to the Super Bowl. And tickets, no Super Bowl, says, excuse me. Uh, Chalk, you know what? I will tell you what, for a long time, for a long time, I've hated the the Cowboys don't want to win narrative or Jerry Jones doesn't care about winning. For a long time, I've been against that narrative. Right now, I don't know. Because right now, I'm looking at them making some weird salary cap decisions that, again, I don't think those decisions are about 2022. I think it's about them trying to avoid a very bad cap situation in four or five years. They really want to remain maybe competitive enough to not absolutely suck, to not be the Detroit Lions or the Jacksonville Jaguars even for one season. They don't want to reach those levels of having a three-win season with a healthy quarterback because maybe they, they have flirted with those losing seasons, but only when they have not had a quarterback. So maybe 2020, 2015, but with Tony Romo and with Dak Prescott, the Cowboys have mostly been in the mix. And maybe this is just about the Cowboys saying, you know what, we're not going to go all in because if it doesn't work out, we will be on a bad spot. Sort of like a Saints cap problem this year as primetime fail. Maybe the end game for the front office is really just avoiding that. Not worrying about going all in on a season, not worrying about... And again, going all in is like the other extreme, right? I, it's okay if you don't want to go all in like the Rams did. There's a reason why... There, there's a reason why the Rams have been such a unique case. Because even teams that are aggressive in free agency have not gone necessarily all in. But they have taken some risks in free agency. Each and every one of the recent... Super Bowl champions have taken some risks in free agency. They have brought in some big name guys or some, or have spent big in five, four players that could make the difference in, in, on any given year. But the Cowboys' frustration feels bigger now in 2022 because, again, this is not about them 
and, and I talked briefly about this, I believe, on Thursday, we knew that the Cowboys look for bargain players in free agency, but we knew that they paid their guys and they, quote-unquote, took care of their guys. But now, even those players that could be considered in-home talent, even though they're, they're getting rid of even them, like Amari Cooper and Lawrence Cases. Guru says, I can see post-cut Cooper signing with Philly or Washington now. I was joking around with, with the Griders over at ADC Sports Dallas, and I was saying, like, you know what? If he leaves the Dallas Cowboys, when Amari Cooper leaves the Dallas Cowboys, because with Cooper it feels more like, like an unavoidable fact that he will be gone, maybe because of the reports, But I was joking around with them that I can see Twitter going down when he faces the Cowboys and torches Trevon Diggs for a lot of yards. And I'm not, I'm not hating on Diggs. You, you guys know that I like Diggs. But I'm just saying it feels like that's unavoidable. It feels like we're going to get all of the Cowboys Twitter negativity on a situation like that, right? Of Cooper going at it versus Trevon Diggs. Like, I, I really – I'm just – joking around here, but it feels like an unavoidable thing that will happen. Team Hall says this same situation with players in their last year of service will go on for years. This front office of Jerry and his son and his son is bad football business and it will affect how free agents players feel about coming to Dallas. Well, Tim, although I don't disagree, Uh, it's not like the Cowboys are trying to get these free agents to come to Dallas, so at least there is that. Uh, it sucks that we're making these jokes, but it feels like the only thing to do. Uh, Kenneth Frazier says, I totally agree 100%. Yeah, that was accurate, definitely. Let's see some of your comments here in the chat. Calvin says, Jerry Jones just needs to let the coaches do what he's paying them for and just stay up in his office. Mr. Wright says, Mr. Coop will be in Dallas, says Mr. Wright. Well, I hope, I hope that they end up chalking us. I hope that they end up chalking us and they stick with Cooper. But I don't know. I really don't know. So just as a brief recount, what has happened over the weekend. First of all, Bobby Belt, among other Cowboys reporters, I think, We're kind of hinting at this possibility for a long time. I know that Bobby Belt was. He was talking about the Cowboys potentially moving on from Mark Cooper. And then it became an even bigger conversation when Adam Schefter came in from a national standpoint and saying, hey, Mark Cooper is unlikely to come back to the Dallas Cowboys. And then Galkin from the DMN said it would be an upset if he comes back. And then I saw this tweet from Robert Mays who hosts the athletic football show. And Mace is not a reporter, but he did say that he was talking to an NFL executive and that he threw in Amari Cooper's name when he was mentioning free agent wide receivers as if he was expecting Cooper, casually expecting Cooper to be available in the market in the 2022 offseason. Jesse says, I get what they're trying to do but they are going too hard. We need a true GM, says Bill Jong, not a Will McClay. And we know that Will McClay has done some, some good things with the Cowboys. I think it's more about Stephen Jones and the way that he has handled 
the salary cap in recent years. Feels like the Cowboys' priority is to be healthy enough in the salary cap, but without being very enough, you know, without innovating to open up cap space. Mo, what can we do to get actual change? This is burner account. Ooh, I really, I really don't know, but but I, I think that what would be this is a good question and a and a difficult one from burner account. What can we do? And I I'm assuming that by we he means the Dallas Cowboys, of course. What could the Cowboys do to get actual change? I'm not saying that it will happen, but if there is one thing that I would change, and trying to avoid the trying to avoid the typical, you know, wait for for Jerry Jones to to hand the keys to to see Stephen Jones or Stephen Jones to get an actual general manager or anything like that. Like if there's one approach that I would change for the Cowboys is the way that they approach free agency, right? Being aggressive in free agency, trying to get not even the splashy big names, but just some good football players that are not bargain free agents. Some of them work out like they like it did in in 2021 because the Cowboys signed some bargain free agents that ended up working for them. Even Jaron Kears was considered that and Demonte Casey. They came in on very cheap one-year deals and they ended up being surprises for the Cowboys, right? So maybe being more aggressive on that. But from what I can see, burner account meant what could we do from a fan standpoint Oh, call me pessimistic, but I don't think that there is a lot we can do as fans to change the way the Cowboys operate. There is not a boycott that would stop or would change what the Cowboys could do because it's not going to happen. You're not going to boycott the Dallas Cowboys. Danny Savage says stop supporting a losing team. And I know that the frustration is at its highest right now. It's been... One of the darkest off-seasons in a long time for the Dallas Cowboys and its fan base. But I don't think there's a lot that I don't think there's a lot that, that you can do. My recommendation when it gets as dark as, as it can get right now, just remember that it's a sport. But I do believe that there is not a lot you can do. Stephen White says, what's up? What is up, Jason Renfro? Thank you for joining the show. One more question for you guys is, assuming this happens, assuming one of these players leaves or even both of them, let's assume for a moment that both Cooper and Lawrence are off the Cowboys in 2022. Let's assume that it's a fact because right now we're having this conversation based on reports and it's not like the Cowboys have already moved on from each of these players. But let's assume for a moment that it happens. Which release would surprise you the most? Not necessarily a release, maybe even a departure, but to you, which is more surprising? Cooper or Lawrence? Which release would surprise you the most? <laughs> Varner accounts says Mo over here saying there is more to life than football. And I... <laughs> And I will tell you something, even though I, I say it, I'm not sure that I mean it because I live and die by football. My life is football. I wake up and I'm thinking about football. I go to sleep and I'm thinking about football. Uh, so <laughs> it's, 
it's an obsession, maybe. But let's see. Uh, D. Law says Jason Renfro. Williams goes with Cooper. Danny Savage goes with Cooper. Uh, Chuck says Cooper will have the biggest effect effect on our team. Getting commodes jersey. Oh my God! Danny says neither injury prone and not productive season. Oof. Now, ah, I don't know about I don't know about that. I I, I think that I think that Lawrence had a productive season even though he missed some games. And I think that Cooper is still a productive wide receiver, but maybe production will go down if you're not targeted at all. I I think it's more about how the Cowboys used him rather than what Cooper did. But anyways, I can see that the answers are mostly for Cooper. Cooper's is born in our account with the reasons for why. Dave says that none surprises him. Charles goes with Coop over here. Uh, Cooper for young star. Gregory for Cooper. Kenneth Frazier says Cooper, honestly. To me, it's also Cooper. Because I understand. Let's try to understand for a moment that the Cowboys want to open up salary cap space. Even if we think, and I think, for example, that there are different ways to go about it. First and foremost, contract restructures. A Cooper release opens up $16 million in the salary cap while a restructure opens up uh, $12 million. So you can keep him by opening up $4 million less in the salary cap. And I, for one, would prefer that option drastically by a lot. I would prefer keeping Cooper far and away. That would be my preference. But let's try to understand for a moment that, okay, they wanted to move on from one of these. They might end up moving on from the two players but I agree with those that say Cooper. I'm more surprised that this is a Cooper conversation because at least I understand that the Cowboys trust Micah Parsons to be a pass rusher, that they trust Randy Gregory to continue developing into a premier pass rusher. But I don't, I don't know about Cooper. You want your quarterback to be successful, yet you're taking him. You're taking his number one weapon away from him. Uh, you're keeping Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator. You're betting on him, getting things right, and taking the next step. You're counting on this team to be an offensive team, but you want to take Amari Cooper away from the team. That's why he surprises me the most. I'm surprised that the Cooper conversation is this serious. And you guys know, those of you who have been watching Primetime for a while now, we had the Amari Cooper conversation as one of the first off-season shows here on Primetime. And right off the bat, I said, I don't buy it. I don't think that the Cowboys will move on from Coop. I thought that it was going to be just an overblown storyline by the media because of the fact that he had a big cap number in 2022. Uh, but I, I thought it was not going to be a serious conversation for the Cowboys. But hey, I was wrong. And it looks like Cooper will not be back for the Cowboys. It looks like it. Uh, anything can happen. But it looks like the Cowboys are ready to move on. Some of your comments before we leave tonight. Barnard account says, Mo, if the cap is the biggest factor, it's cheaper to just not field a team. Keep all the cap space. Exactly. It's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because you need to do th- two things at the same time. You need to win football games. You need to get better. 
and you need to manage the salary cap. But priority number one is win football games and try to build a team that is capable of becoming a champion. And the Cowboys are, Williams just put it in the best way possible, destruction by subtraction. We know, we know that the Cowboys need to stop maybe kicking the can down the road when it comes to the salary cap. But the same goes for, for winning a, a big football game, winning in the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl. We cannot go with one-man pass rushing teams as guru. I like Randy Gregory, but he's, he's not the Marcus Lawrence, so I agree with that. Uh, watch them re-sign Greg Sarline. Oh, no. They have gotten us close to Stephen White. So through the draft, I, under, I can't understand in this era, says Stephen White. But the thing is that, yeah, you can build a team via the draft, but you also need, you also need to be aggressive in free agency. We've learned that from recent champions. It's not, you, you cannot win just based on the draft alone, especially when you're not paying your own guys, especially when you're releasing or moving on from players that you already paid. I, I think it's, it's dumb, maybe. It's, I, I, don't, I, I am frustrated by the way that the Cowboys have handled this offseason because while all of this is going on, while the Cowboys are getting worse and worse on the roster, The coaching situation is also quite complicated because your head coach is dealing with Sean Payton questions. Your head coach isn't really sure about his job security. Your owner slash general manager is talking about the defensive coordinator staying on the team because he wants to be the Cowboys head coach. <laughs> McCarthy is talking about Dan Quinn reaching out to him to ask him if he wants him to be off the team. McCarthy said this on the, on the Rich Eisen show during, uh, during the Super Bowl week. He, he talked about this, and it was crazy, right? After the Super Bowl week. It's, it's tough. Uh, Bill Young says, in two years, we will be talking about C.D. Lamp. Should the Cowboys pay him or pick up his fifth-year option, and Dallas will blow it? And hey, CeeDee Lamb is one of those players that I think I, that I think it has to do with, well, excuse me. I think that CeeDee Lamb is one of the players that has to do with the Cowboys' current decision-making. Again, I think it's not about 2022. I think it's, it's about beyond that. Oh, Team Hall, I really appreciate your comment. That's a cool comment. I really appreciate you, and thank you for the support. For primetime ADC Sports and myself as the host of the show. I really appreciate it, team. Shout out to team over at the Facebook chat. By the way, let me ask you for a favor. Smash the like button if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. That helps us put this show in front of more Cowboys fans to grow the community here in ADC Sports. Uh, Gregory says you have to win Super Bowls while you have a young team and low salaries. Anyways, guys... I will leave you for tonight. Now we are deep, says Stephen White. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good point to, to leave the show. Tomorrow night, we will stick to this topic more or less, but we will be moving on maybe, and we will talk about those players slash coaches that these, move, these moves put the most 
pressuring. So who are going to be the players the most pressured by this decision-making by the Dallas Cowboys? So I think, excuse me, it will be an interesting show. And of course, it's Monday. Tomorrow night will be Monday. So we will have Mock Draft Monday as well. Thank you guys for joining the show. I'm your primetime host. This show was brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. Check out the new 2022 uh, Freeman, excuse me, Freeman Hyundai Santa Fe over at FreemanHyundai.com. Check their Freeman prices on their website. And also check out ADCSports.com slash Dallas. The content will be good this week on ADC Sports. So make sure you check that out. Remember that you can check these shows as well. You can catch them after the streams on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So make sure that you subscribe to the platforms. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Like the show.